I think everyone needs a coach. I mean, mentorship and guidance have been incredibly crucial in our development as a company. So I thought I'd introduce you to some amazing coaches as part of this special series of Meet My Business. So on today's episode of Meet My Business, I'm excited to introduce you to Alexandra Reyes as part of our coaching series. Alexandra, could you introduce yourself and what you do? Sure. First of all, thanks for having me. So I am a transformational coach. And what I do basically is I enable individuals to empower themselves by helping them to let go of things like emotional baggage, trauma, self-doubt, limiting beliefs, anxiety, and anything else that they need to let go of so that they can move forward towards their goals with nothing holding them back. So basically, I help people who want to stop getting in the way of their own success. And I do this with a variety of tools like NLP, neurolinguistic programming, time paradigm technique, hypnosis, and a Hawaiian self-healing technique called Ho'oponopono. And just so that it's clear as well, I don't empower people. I enable them to empower themselves. How did you actually get into coaching initially? So I actually was first introduced to coaching maybe about five or six years ago when I first got trained on coaching. And after that, you know, it was it was like an eye opener for me about a new way that I could help people because I've always been passionate about helping people grow. And I love the idea of being part of people's growth journeys. And I've been in HR and learning and development. So it was really something that uh, that resonated with me as a new way to to help people. And after I finished that training, I still continued with HR learning and development for a while. And then I had my training on NLP coaching and hypnosis and, uh, and the time paradigm technique, which for me was a massive game changer because I learned these brilliant new techniques on how to help people let go of things that they need to let go of. And these are really profound things. It, it creates profound changes within people. And these kind of changes are lasting, they're sustainable, and they're actually quite easy and quick to implement because these techniques tap into the unconscious mind of a person where making change is easy, as opposed to when we try to make conscious changes. That's when we usually find that change is challenging and hard. Yeah. And so after I learned all of that, yeah, I dove into coaching full time. So let's talk a bit about your coaching training. How did your specific training actually work? I went to this um, institute called the Robert Simich Coaching Institute. And it was an intensive 10-day training where we were learning the tools and use them on each other at the same time. So we got the opportunity to practice these tools on each other. And apart from it being an incredible learning process, it was a profoundly transformative experience itself because I got to heal parts of me that I didn't know needed healing before. And I was able to let go of things like pent up anger, pent up resentment that, you know, for a long time I found really hard to let go of. And these tools helped me to do that easily, like more easily than I ever could have expected to. 
So it was quite a shocker at the time, actually, about how easy it actually was. That training blew our expectations out of the water. I mean, like I came in there just to learn a few more techniques to add to my coaching toolkit. And I emerged with something far, far more profound than that, even for myself. With the coaching that you've done with clients, could you maybe give a practical example of where somebody was initially and how you helped them to the end stage of that coaching? One example that's quite fresh in my mind is uh, this one client of mine who had a lot of issues with anxiety particularly around family. So they were at this point where even the sight of their family's names popping up on their phones when they would call would put them into severe anxiety mode. Yeah, And after coaching sessions with me, they were able to have full-on conversations with their, with their family without feeling an ounce of anxiety. In fact, they were even waiting for the anxiety to show up simply because of their previous experience. They were expecting anxiety to show up, but it never did. And that was quite a moment for my client then when she realized that she didn't have to feel anxious anymore. And it wasn't part of her natural response anymore to feel anxious in, in the presence of her family when before it would give her anxiety attacks. How did you actually help her through that anxiety? I mean, I know you've mentioned some of the tools that you use, but like, you know, practically, how did that look like with this client? Anxiety is something that is rooted in worries about the future and also limiting beliefs. So the way I see it is you have those two kinds. So like, if you think about it, anxiety isn't something isn't an emotion that you can feel about something that happened in the past because it already happened. It's something you can only feel about the future or the potential future that you imagine in your head. And it's only exasperated by any self-limiting beliefs that you have that you might not be good enough or that you might be judged or, you know, so many different types of limiting beliefs can come into play and make that anxiety even worse. So when you're able to let go of those limiting beliefs and with the help of certain tools that I have, like the time paradigm technique, where you no longer see that situation that you were anxious about as a potential in the future. I know this is going to sound a little cuckoo perhaps, but you then start to see it in your mind as something that has potentially already happened. And in that space, you can't feel anxious about it anymore. And because you've also let go of the limiting beliefs that surround that anxiety, you have no reason to feel anxiety. Your body has no reason to feel anxiety anymore because you've replaced those limiting beliefs with empowering beliefs. And so you have more confidence in yourself and that then allows you to let go of the anxiety. So the time paradigm technique, tell me a bit more about that. How does that work? So the time paradigm technique is a variation of timeline therapy. It's a process where you use your imagination to create a timeline of your life 
where your past is in one direction and your future is in another direction. And with my guidance as a coach and practitioner, you maneuver around this timeline in a specific way, depending on whether we're tackling a negative emotion or limiting belief or even a situation that you're anxious about. Because the thing is, we tend to hold on to these things for reasons we may or may not be consciously aware of. And it's usually the latter. So for example, one of the most common limiting beliefs is, I'm not good enough. Now we all know how debilitating this belief can be, but believe it or not, There's a positive intention behind that, which is to protect you. There's a positive intention behind everything that we believe about ourselves. It's saying, you're not good enough to do that, so don't set yourself up to fail. And we hold on to this belief because in a way it shields us from potential risk of embarrassment, disappointment, and a number of other unpleasant things. Even though we know in the end, it's holding us back. Now, let's take another example as well with grief. There is a quote from the show WandaVision where Vision says, what is grief if not love persevering? As beautiful and as true as that statement is, it can also create a belief that if you stop feeling grief, it means that you don't love the one that you lost anymore. And even though we may know consciously that that isn't true, unconsciously, we hold on to the grief as a way to preserve that love. And through this time paradigm process, you learn the lessons that you need to learn to be able to release those negative emotions and limiting beliefs. In these examples, you can learn at the unconscious level that letting go of grief doesn't affect how much love you have for them. You can also learn that you are, in fact, good enough. You are enough as you are. And you don't need to hold on to the fear of failure because everything is a learning experience to grow from. Once you learn these lessons about yourself at that level, there's no longer a need for your body to keep those negativities within you. And so you release them. And to be clear with this process, we're not messing with any of your memories, but what does change is your relationship to those memories. So if there was something that happened in the past that when you remember it today, you still feel sad, after this process, you wouldn't feel sadness about the past anymore. And this helps to build your emotional resilience as well. Imagine a cup of water that's filled to the brim. In that state, all it takes is just one more drop for it to spill over. The water here represents the emotions that we tend to bottle up inside. If we keep them bottled up, then at a certain point, all it takes is one small setback for you to have an extreme emotional reaction, like a sudden burst of anger or an emotional breakdown. And what we're doing with the time paradigm technique is basically emptying that cup, which then improves your emotional resilience. And also, because of the lessons that you learned with this technique at the unconscious level, you'll find yourself processing future situations in a much healthier way. And for anyone who may be concerned about opening up old wounds and traumas with this technique, you might be pleased and kind of intrigued to know that you don't even have to talk about those situations to be able to heal yourself from them. And I'm there with you every step of the way to make sure you're okay. Also, 
you may be wondering as well why I put so much emphasis on learning these things at the unconscious level. That's because studies have shown that about 95% of what we do every single day is an unconscious process. That means only 5% of what we do is a consciously driven effort. So when we try to make changes at the conscious level, that's when change can seem so hard because it's like we're going against our own wiring and we need lots of repetition for it to finally sink into the unconscious level. It takes so much more effort. But when we tap straight into that unconscious 95%, that is when change becomes easy because we're dealing with the wiring directly. And this is what the time paradigm technique helps you to do. It helps you to make lasting positive changes at the unconscious level. So that then brings us to kind of the main topic of discussion, which is empowering yourself. How do you help someone empower themselves? Well, the, the thing that we have to understand as well is, is, and this is why I mentioned earlier that you know, I can't empower you. You know, I help people to empower themselves is because to be empowered is to have a mindset where you take the driver's seat in your life. You know, you're the one who makes things happen. You're the one creating. You're the one attracting. You're the one who's shaping your reality and your lived experience. You know, to be truly empowered, you have to accept that you take a hundred percent responsibility for everything that's in your life. And this is not to place blame or shame or assign fault or guilt of any kind, but rather to address that the life that you live is determined by you. There's a saying that I heard before that uh, I think sums it up quite nicely. So trauma is not your fault, but healing is always your responsibility. Yeah, And this is kind of the, the idea as well behind practices like Ho'oponopono, where you take 100% responsibility for everything in your life because only then can you then take charge of your healing, of your progress, of your goals. Because if you were to give that power to somebody else, if you were to stay with the idea that things just happen to you or the bad things in your life are always because of things outside of you or other people, you know, then where is your power then to change it? Yeah. So we have to take responsibility for these things in our life in order for us to make the positive changes that we want to see. So then Ho'oponopono, can you tell us a little bit more about what exactly it is and maybe how it started as well? Sure. So Ho'oponopono is basically a self-healing technique when the idea is when you heal yourself, you heal the world around you as well. And there is this incredible story of you know, one of the main teachers of Ho'oponopono, Dr. Hu Len. And Dr. Hu Len was a psychologist in Hawaii. And he worked at this, this mental ward filled with criminally insane people. So this ward was filled with people who were very violent to the point where psychologists and staff were 
resigning every month because it was such a dangerous environment to be in. Like they would, they would walk with their backs against the walls to avoid being hit from behind by, by patients. And what Dr. Hulen did was he was able to heal every patient there, every patient in that ward without having to see or speak to a single one. So what he did was he stayed in one room of that hospital and he looked at every patient's records. And as he was reading these records, he was then healing the part of himself that brought that into fruition. And he was doing that by saying these, these phrases, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, as he was reading these patients' records. So as he was healing himself, people began to see changes in the mental ward where patients that were initially incredibly violent to the point where they would have to be strapped down at all times, they were then able to walk around freely in the ward without other people fearing that they would get hurt by them. And the longer that he did this, the more and more patients got healed until there were no more patients left and they eventually closed the ward. So this was an incredible example of how when you heal yourself, you can heal the world around you as well. That is an, an insane story. It is crazy. I cannot imagine. Like, How do you actually implement these principles into what you do? So I'll give you a personal example as well of when I used Ho'oponopono on myself. Recently, I got quite angry with someone. And I'm not going to get into the details of why or what happened, but just know that it had been a long time since I felt angry. And once I recognized that anger and hurt within me, I knew I could do one of two things. Either I could dwell on the anger, sit and stew and become aggressive or passive aggressive, or I could release it. Logically, I knew that anger was not going to do anyone any good, least of all me. And I'm so grateful for all the self-work that I've done because if I hadn't worked on my own issues, I would have been perfectly fine carrying on in anger. And I used to be pretty good at holding a grudge. But learning what I've learned, it's become so much easier to think clearly and regulate my emotions. And in this instance, the method that I used to regulate and heal was Ho'oponopono. So I said to myself, whatever is within me that brought up this anger and this hurt, whatever it is in me that needs to be healed, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I said this to myself over and over again. And within a few minutes, the heat from my face, from the anger, began to cool down. The heaviness in my chest went away and the anger disappeared along with it. And I started to change my perspective on the situation as well, where instead of seeing it as something that happened against me, I began to see it as an opportunity for self-healing. Because if that triggered anger within me, that meant that there was already something inside of me that still needed to be healed. 
Otherwise, I wouldn't have reacted that way. And that's what I did with Ho'oponopono. I found a way to heal myself with that. And it kind of brings us back to that quote from Qui-Gon Jinn, or rather, George Lucas, that goes, your focus determines your reality. So if I had focused on the anchor, I would have remained in that world where someone did something against me and I was a victim. But instead, I chose to focus on healing and being the one in control of my experience of life because I am 100% responsible for that. So in the end, I was actually thankful for the situation that happened because it helped remind me of these things. Incredible. You've shared some incredible Same. insights with us today, Alexandra. Seriously. If somebody would like to work with you, how do they do so? How can they get hold of you? Sure. Well, they can go to my website, alexandrareyes.com. That's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-A-R-E-Y-E-S.com. Or they can look me up on LinkedIn or Instagram, Alexandra Reyes Coaching. And all the links will be in the description of this episode. And just a reminder that if you go to the website, bear.media, if you're interested in podcasting, we've got a book, Become a Podmaster, Everything You Need to Know to Master the Art of Podcasting, as well as our mentorship program and other really exciting things that we have in the works. So if you are at all vaguely interested in starting a podcast, definitely check out bear.media. Find all the information there. Thank you so much for your time, Alexandra. I seriously appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast, but don't really know where to start, go to our website, Baird.media. That's B-A-I-R-D.media. You can find the book, Become a Podmaster, everything you need to know to master the art of podcasting. And you can also sign up to one of our mentorship programs, where we help you figure out, develop, and produce your show from start to finish.